I'm Shannon King, co-founder of Cannabis Nurse Institute and your host of Green Stethoscope Podcast. On Green Stethoscope Podcast, we bridge the gap between healthcare and cannabis by having a candid and open conversation about the plant, the industry, and about the state of healthcare. Today's guest is Kyle Mansfield and Deborah Squid. Kyle went from working in corporate America to teaching about the endocannabinoid system and implementing both allopathic and alternative healing modalities. Deborah Squibb is a functional nutritionist with a particular interest in the state and health of the gut. Deborah believes that the gut is the foundation of all good health and cannot be separated from the health and the disease that exists in any other part of the body. Thank you guys for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, so Deborah, um, I understand that you are a functional nutritionalist and former nun. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the cannabis industry? Yeah, well, primarily Kyle was a great um, introduction to it. Honestly, I learned so much from him. I've known him for over 20 years, so I was very excited to come and work with him with the CBD product that um, our company uses. My trip from being a nun to a functional nutritionist is quite a logical one, actually, because in the monastery, we focused very much on food as a healing agent and blessing food. It's called prasadam. Um, but to put prasadam or blessings or love and light into food is very, very healing. Also, everyone learned to be a top kind of chef there and really aware of um, the nutritional value of different kinds of foods. So I would say I got my main teaching about food from, from being a nun because I used to help run retreats for people and cook their food and just lead them through different protocols. So it was kind of an obvious next step for me to do that. As a functional nutritionist, we're kind of looking at the body as a whole, um, not just isolated systems, like the body itself is a whole system. And we understand that a lot of imbalances, uh, chronic disease, uh, things like that, that people are, are healing from can often be rooted in nutritional and lifestyle choices. So in my function as a nutritionist, I really try and help my clients have a very balanced, healthy diet for them, which might be different than what I would recommend for their sister or their brother, their children even, because we are all so diverse. So I think the functional nutritionist really does look at someone as an individual with unique needs. And um, yeah, it's been my absolute joy in life to follow this as a career now. Awesome, awesome. And Kyle Mansfield, thank you so much. And I know that you are really the reason um, that I'm even having the conversation with um, Deborah. And so you and I met um, on a platform and um, just really connected in, um, you know, the information that you even gave me, I learned so much in just our conversation and, and uh, having you come onto this Zoom. So I understand that you came from corporate America and just tell us a little bit about your journey. Absolutely, it's such a pleasure to be here, Shannon, because I'm, to be honest, I'm so excited about what you're doing. I think, to be honest, you're kind of like a pioneer that you're really, you know, wanting to bridge the, the allopathic 
and the naturopathic model because, um, you know, I love the allopathic model. I've worked with a lot of doctors and continue to, but as you know, they really don't have much nutritional background or training, especially in other modalities, whether it's Ayurvedic or Chinese medicine, et cetera. But um, I started out actually when my mom passed away, I was only 21. And I know it was due to her habits. You know, she smoked, she drank, she ate really bad and, and she stressed out quite a bit. Um, so it was quite a shock to me, but it really woke me up to the fact that um, you know, as one of my friends used to say, many people are digging their graves one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. And so I started my, my health journey in terms of studying, you know, different modalities, different nutritional aspects with, you know, like Earl Mendel, the, the author of the vitamin Bible and, um, different superfoods and, you know, different dietary things, um, which, you know, brought me to cannabis, especially when I started working with cancer patients or people with chronic inflammation because to me you know such a high percentage of what we would call dis-ease or disease in the body is just different stages of, of inflammation where the body's not going to detox it's not going to do what it needs to do to function optimally when it's dealing with states of inflammation and that's where the the cbd as you know is just so key in in treating those symptoms Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know that this platform is really um, to be a resource for nurses or healthcare professionals that are getting into the cannabis industry, more specifically cannabis nurses, but not exclusively. And so what is it that, and feel free, anyone can answer this question, what is it that you would tell the nurse? Like, what is the one piece of information you want to give that new nurse that's getting into the cannabis industry? And I know that's a really broad question, so take it to where sure. you want to you want to take it in. And I just really want you guys to drop gems for the nurses so that they can, um, you know, write down this information and put it in their, um, you know, their journals and and be able to access it later. Absolutely. I'll go ahead and um, take the first part of this one, Deborah. Um, I would say to really, you know, not be afraid of the, the endocannabinoid system. You know, it, it's a governing system. It literally has more cell site receptors than any system in the body. Um, as you know, Shannon, in nature, the highest concentration of CBD is in breast milk in cows and humans. So it really um, starts off that way. And, and um, the largest concentration of cannabinoid receptors, surprisingly, in women is, is in the ovaries. And so it's, it's a system almost like the extracellular matrix, which is utilized in acupuncture and Chinese medicine that cleans up all the cellular communication in the body. It's, it's hard to believe, but you know, for me, being in, in health and wellness for, for now, gosh, over 30 years, I would say that, that cannabidiol or CBD is literally the supplement of the century. And it's incredibly safe. You, you can't overdo it. You don't get high like you would with THC, you get healthy. And I know there is a lot of confusion because there's so much information about cbd or cbg or cbn and then of course thc and all the different variants of that um, but cbd um, 
and Deborah can kind of expand on this because she uses it a lot in her practice for detoxification is in simple terms, it's really a key component in being able to dial down the nervous system to be a dimmer switch and knock out any neural inflammation that that fire on the brain, which is so critical. We found that that, for instance, the the pharmaceutical grade CBD that we use is literally classified as an antipsychotic because if you have depression, you have um, these states of anxiety, they're finding out that those are just due to inflammatory states in the brain. And the brain is just not set up for inflammation. You know, it's why people even, you know, for instance, um, when you and I talked and we're talking about, for instance, people going on the keto diet and people get that keto flu where, you know, the body starts to eat those toxins or those endotoxins in the body. And then they're in the blood I'm sorry, bloodstream. And they can cause a headache or what's called a Herxheimer or a healing crisis. Well, the beautiful thing about CBD is it really mitigates those symptoms. So a lot of times, you know, I've worked with patients that have very impaired immune systems or they're very frail or, you know, have many issues. And we have to clean out their liver, for instance, or we have to clean out the, the mercury that's in their system. And so we start them on a protocol and we're not able to titrate up because they start to have these adverse reactions to all these toxins, you know, getting in the blood system and, you know, affecting their moods or headaches, et cetera, where when we're able to use CBD, we're able to really stay at a very steady protocol and pace because we're dampening down the nervous system. We're taking them out of fight or flight, putting them into rest and digest. And then secondarily, it's CBD is so phenomenal in what's called gene transcription modulation, meaning as you and I know, the DNA is the vast potential that you have. Your RNA is your, is your librarian that's taking files down and saying, Oh, your immune system is very sluggish. Let's upregulate that. If that makes sense. And CBD, for instance, has over a thousand transcriptions to bring all of the systems into homeostasis, which as you and I know, Shannon, that's the definition of health. And that's why, you know, for practitioners, um, I really feel they need to become familiar with it. And I know you have some great um, transdermal products for, for um, aches and pains, as well as others. You, you almost can't overdo it because everybody's lacking in cannabinoids. It's just not part of our diet. We don't juice it. We don't eat it, you know, um, and it's similar in a way to almost like probiotics for me that, you know, every you're supposed to have five pounds of healthy bacteria. Most people have one to two pounds from, you know, stress, x-rays, nicotine, caffeine, et cetera, et cetera. And so to become familiar with it and know that it, it's constantly fine tuning your body, it's going to constantly help you to, to um, be the healthiest person that you're able to. Deborah, would you like to? Yeah, I I think that's very pertinent info you just gave, Kyle. Um, as a gut specialist, I help people detox. And as Kyle mentioned, you know, that can be a big Herxheimer for some people if they're very toxic or their body can't let go of toxins easily, like the liver may be impaired or just genetically they may have impaired pathways for their detoxification. I 
struggle with that too. So I use CBD to actually dampen down inflammation to really knock it down and dampen down the nervous system so that the patient can deal with the protocol that I'm putting them on to help with their detoxification without having too many adverse effects. Because if someone feels really lousy going through treatment, they're not going to comply with it. Uh, so I try and make it as gen. I don't think people should be in pain to heal. I want to get them out of pain. I don't want them to have more pain. So I do utilize CBD very much in, um, in terms of pain relief, fighting inflammation. It also helps upregulate the glutathione, which is going to help liver. Uh, if the liver can function better overall, the person is going to detoxify better. They're going to feel better. I also use it to help people um, for sleep. I myself, I know we're not allowed to say, oh, CBD healed this and did that or the other. Anecdotally, I will preface it with, I use CBD to get off of Ambien. I was on Ambien for eight years and I really didn't know how I was going to get off it because I couldn't sleep without it. Um, but I came, you know, in contact with Carl, uh, who taught me about the CBD and how that affects different parts of the body. And I tried it and I had to take quite a lot. I'll be honest, my therapeutic window is pretty large. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is I was able to get off of Ambien pretty quickly after eight years with no side effects. I didn't really have to titrate down. I just stopped it and I replaced it with uh, CBD. I'm not recommending people do that, you know, speak to their doctor and come off it in the best way for them. But for me, it worked to do that. Um, and what's really exciting for me too about CBD, because I am a gut specialist, I'm always interested, well, how does that relate to the gut? And what we're finding is the endocannabinoid system serves as a bridge between bacteria and the body itself. It relays information back and forth with the brain and the gut in an almost um, symbiotic relationship. And whilst there's not too much research done on that, it is very exciting to me as a gut specialist that, wow, if I can put people on a really good CBD that has a good delivery system whereby the plasma levels go up quickly after taking it, that's really exciting to me. So I definitely utilize it in my practice and excited to read, you know, all the research that comes out about it. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. And so can you kind of tell us a little bit of how you determine what a patient needs or what what CBD um, are you just sticking to one kind and just referring them to that or providing that for them? Or do you just kind of guide your patients um, to the dispensary and let them choose um, based on the terpenes and things like that? Because one thing is that with the nurses, you know, we have to make sure that we're just guide, we're just guiding people and giving assistance that we're not actually steering them to a certain um, certain product. Um, because sure. we want to just maintain that conflict of interest or make sure that there's no conflict of interest in what we're doing. Now, if we were um, in a specific facility or um, working for a specific company, then that's different. But uh, can you just kind of tell us how that journey, anyone can feel free to answer yeah, that question. You know, that's a great question. I think the first thing would be if the person has to drug test or not. Um, 
because I typically use, you know, the broad spectrum, which has no, no THC, but it does have beta caroophylline, which affects the CB1 and CB2 receptors similar to THC. And I also like that because it's um, safe for, you know, my kids, it's safe for newborns, it's safe for pets, animals, everything. Not that the THC isn't, it's just that I don't want to um, have, you know, a slight sedative effect with a full spectrum that does have, uh, you know, the THC in it. I do, um, if the patient doesn't have to drug test, then I typically like to do a loading phase often with, with both a full spectrum and a broad spectrum, because I feel like um, so many people are lacking that they, they te tend to want to top off the tank, you know, to really get those blood plasma levels like Deborah mentioned, um, especially if they've had any opiate use. It's an interesting thing, but opiates really mess with the cannabinoid receptors. And a lot of people think that, you know, THC affects one receptor and then CB, CBD or CBG or other cannabinoids affect the other receptors. When in reality, CBD is an agonist for your receptors. So it fine tunes the receptors and then it, because it's the endocannabinoid system. And this is a, a funny thing because I've had very educated people as, as you know, Shannon, when the, the uh, farm bill passed and then CBD became more nationwide legal, I had very educated people, um, like for instance, on Facebook say, why did you send me information? I don't do drugs, you know? And I said, wait a minute, endocannabinoid system means your body creates these cannabinoids. I think you and I discussed, um, you know, one of our favorites from dark chocolate is anandamide, the bliss molecule. That's a cannabinoid. Um, the other one is 2AG, which is from the runner's high or when we meditate and we get that very blissful um, feeling. So what happens when you supplement with CBD, it allows these cannabinoids to stay in your body quite a bit longer, as well as tell your body to create more of its own cannabinoids, especially with anandamide. It typically oxidate, you know, gets out of your system in 45 minutes or less. Whereas when you have enough CBD in your system, then it's, it's, it's suppressing those enzymes that would oxidize that cannabinoid, if that makes sense. Um, the challenge is, is that it's not bioavailable. It's both a very slow uptake um, through the GI tract, um, as well as you typically only absorb six to 9%. So we typically like to have predictable blood levels. Um, so we'll use, you know, a liposomal or nano enhanced delivery system so that many times you're bypassing the liver, you're getting that quick uptake that pain relief that people need, especially, or if they're having anxiety or things like that. Um, so that's kind of the, the interesting thing because people say, well, how many milligrams? And it's not, everybody's different in terms of their, their gut terrain or their GI terrain. Um, but the beautiful thing for practitioners is you can't overdo it. It's not like eating a pot brownie where you're going to, you know, mess yourself up in a, in a way that, you know, is, is unpredictable, so to speak. CBD, I mean, it's just going to make you feel relaxed and at ease and not anxious. And then from there, of course, I would recommend increasing hydration because as Deborah mentioned, it does upregulate your um, what's called the 2AG, your glutathione system, the master clean house detoxification system, which is key for longevity, anti-aging. 
stress because we want to get those those endotoxins, of course, out of the system. So increasing hydration is always key. Everyone's, as you and I know, or you probably experience as a practitioner, is chronically dehydrated. And if someone is, for instance, dehydrated as little as 11%, their body's not going to produce 11% repair protein and regener- regenerating itself. So increasing the hydration so that the CBD is able to work more effectively and, and mitigate any um, detox symptoms you could have from it turning off the fight or flight and then saying, okay, let's go ahead and clean house, if that makes sense to you. Awesome, awesome. And then um, do you mind either yourself or Deborah, if you guys can talk about um, how you feel about isolates? Um, you know, sure. I know that's a big, and, and also um, Delta 8. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, that's the, the newest thing that everyone's, you know, the big debate about Delta-8, you know, yes. is, it, is it harmful? Is it just unsafe? Um, right. You know, I know that a lot of people feel like, you know, with the Delta-8, even though it's hemp, um, you know, but you're getting that euphoria, um, mm-hmm. that high euphoria. Yeah. So if you could elaborate a little bit about that, I appreciate it. Absolutely. No, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's very, that's very cutting edge um, for you, Shannon. Absolutely. The, the, the D8 is controversial because you can make it from, you can take CBD isolate and add um, an acidic component to it and push it back into a THC molecule, which is Delta-8. Um, Deborah's utilized Delta-8 and had great results in terms of as a sleep aid. It, it does have a slight um, antheogenic or um, site. Um, psychotropic effect, but it, for some reason it doesn't. See, and I haven't, ex, I haven't actually experienced. I'm, I'm a, um, I don't do well with edibles whatsoever, so I, I haven't tried it. But from what she said, it doesn't give you the paranoia that you would experience with Delta Nine. That's the challenge with, for instance, typical, even if it's THCA or THCV, or when you when you have it in an edible form and it goes through your liver, it converts it into Delta Nine which is THC turbocharged big time. That's why it, it, um, you know, for people, it can be a very scary effect because it's so much stronger than, for instance, smoking um, THC. In terms of isolates for CBD, I'm not a big proponent for oral or ingesting it because unfortunately it's not decarboxylized, meaning it's not it's not activated for your body to absorb it. So many times it can just load your liver. So a lot of times what I've noticed because people don't have access to the liposomal or the the higher delivery type system, they'll just think, okay, then I'll just take more. I'll take more. I'll take more when they're actually kind of damaging their liver because they're just putting a load on the liver, you know, by giving it isolate that it's not able to metabolize whatsoever. You know, hopefully the big corporate companies, you know, I know, and I don't, I don't know if I can say, you know, like Coca-Cola or beer companies will not hopefully add just, you know, isolates and say, okay, we've got CBD water. We've got CBD, um, you know, where it's not nano enhanced or it's not decarboxylized so that the body's able to recognize it and convert it, you know, and use it, um, as a functional cannabidiol, if that makes sense. Um, Deborah, would you like to share your thoughts on, uh, 
Delta eight. Cause I remember we had some people that made Delta eight gummies and they really liked it. And some people had slight effects with it. Yeah. With the people I tried it with, uh, like you said, they did not experience any, um, paranoia or uneasiness, which mm-hmm. sometimes can happen. A few people got headaches and I'm not mm-hmm. sure why they did get headaches from that. Um, but overall, I found it was very helpful for certain people for sleep issues. That's what primarily it was being used for. But it hasn't been widely used in my practice. Um, sure. But for, for the way we have used it, yes, it was quite um, exciting for people to yeah. not have those um, undesirable side effects that you can sometimes get. So that, that was a good thing. I, I do like seeing more and more people, and even though I'm not a heavy proponent of smoking, I do like seeing the pre-rolled CBD and hemp and CBG, especially, you know, when it's reputable companies, um, you know, that, that you're aware of, for instance, Shannon, where in, as a substitute for smoking tobacco, I think that it's a, it's a good delivery system to, to smoke CBD. I've seen people, you know, to vaporize it or, you know, to get a very uh, quick uptake, you know, and, and calm the person down more so as a substitute for, you know, smoking tobacco CBG. I really um, like, I haven't had a chance to utilize it in um, edibles, but you know, that's the master molecule that splits off and becomes CBD or THC, but it does have a nice euphoric, um, effect in the system. And it seems to be almost adaptogenic where if the person, you know, is excited and they need to calm down, then they'll, they'll they'll level out a little bit, um, versus, um, you know, I use THC with a lot of cancer patients. It has a lot of benefits. Um, but it's just, the mileage varies so much in comparison to, to CBD, CBD, you can use safely across the board, you know, um, for everybody and not have any adverse effects. There really isn't, I mean, and of course, as Deborah said, we're not here to treat, heal or cure anything. Um, however, we can just go by anecdotal and experience that, that, um, you know, sometimes we've seen, I've seen friends that have been able to start to taper off their blood pressure medicine, or um, for instance, my brother was able, able to taper off um, some of his antidepressants because he felt so much better utilizing CBD. And I think it's because it just started to balance out his hormones, started to, you know, dampen down the nervous system, you know, and of course, everybody's so afraid this, this, these days, you know, COVID has just been a, um, you know, hard on everybody. Um, and CBD is just such a powerful tool that, um, I think, you know, what you're doing to bring this information to the, the nurse and the practitioners in a way that they're able to utilize it for their patients. Um, just, it's a godsend, Shannon. I, I think that you're, you're really doing some phenomenal work. Um, because uh, I don't think, you know, not many people are doing it. And so many people don't know what they don't know, and they haven't experienced these, the myriad of benefits that CBD is able to bring to the table. So I thank you so much for that, Shannon. 
No, thank you guys. And so it was really great having you guys here on Green Stethoscope Podcast, and you're absolutely welcome back anytime. Is there any one last thing that you want that brand new nurse that's um, you know going out into the world, going to be helping patients, going to be um, giving information to their, you know, taking it back to their facilities. Just, you know, part of why we're doing this is because cannabis is part of the future. And, um, you know, as nurses and healthcare professionals, we can't live in a bubble anymore. If our patients are doing it, we need to know about it and we need to help them do what they have the right to, um, to utilize as a treatment modality. So, um, is there any last, one last piece of information that you want to sure. tell that nurse that's just going out and, and you know, starting their own consulting in, um, you know, field or, or whatever? Right. Yeah, I would say to, to don't give up if you've tried a couple brands of CBD and you're not getting the results, you know, keep, keep going, reach out to um, another practitioner, reach out to someone like, I, I know we can't name names, but like Shannon or Deborah, and try a different type of CBD until you experience those res results because mileage varies, um, but you really want to have this in your toolbox. It's just, it's almost the Swiss army knife of supplements. And to really, um, it'll help you as a practitioner, because as you know, you've got to love yourself. You've got to take care of yourself. The process of, 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 uh, the Hippocratic oath was in it to, you know, doctor heal thyself. So, you know, as we evolve, we, we have to, plug into that process of self-healing, self-actualization, self-realization, and know that these tools um, are there for us, not only to benefit our patients, but to really keep ourselves in tip-top shape. And I think as practitioners and nurses, uh, I, I definitely considered being a nurse. It's a, you know, a phenomenal pr profession and they're just givers. They just give so much. And I'd say my advice is make sure you're giving to yourself and that you're utilizing these products for yourself so that you can show up and be the best nurse and practitioner possible. And that's really going to help your, your clients heal as well. Deborah. And one other thing before Deborah, before you start, mm -hmm. I want to, sure. you know, as the laws are changing um, and we need those laws to change so that nurses can utilize the products without fear of losing their jobs and, and, you know, things like that. So um, I'm sorry, Deborah, just want no, to throw that Oh, in no, there. absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny that you say that because when we, we haven't traveled, of course, with COVID, but there's a lot of countries that I go to that I cannot bring, you know, I've talked to some of my, friends, for instance, that are in Singapore, and I can't bring my CBD in there at risk of going to prison. You right. know? And it's just, um, it, it is, I'm so glad that the laws and then the legal climate is changing, as well as, um, you know, over a little bit over a year ago, we had tremendous fires out here where we live. Mm -hmm. And we reached out to the first responders, you know, the, the, the firemen, the police, because they're dealing with tremendous amounts of anxiety and, and, you know, PTSD type symptomology where the CBD was able to really kind of calm them down and allow them to continue to do their job. So it's, it's, um, 
I'm glad that you're bringing this awareness um, across the board because people need to need to know and then step into it and utilize these tools effectively. So absolutely. And we can name names here. We really want the nurses okay. to to have resources. That's that's part of why I'm doing this podcast. So I definitely want you to leave your information where someone can connect with you after viewing this podcast, because we need people that are informed to be able to reach out to and ask questions and refer people. Sure. to. So thank you for that. So, Deborah, are you there? I am, yes, I was just enjoying the conversation. Um, my one bit of info I'd like to give is don't be afraid to take a lot of it, just based upon my own experience. Everyone's therapeutic window is different and depending on the complexity of what the person's being treated for, the level of inflammation, all the rest of it, it, it is an individual case. So what works for one another might need a lot more. So never think, oh, it's not working. Look at the dosage, but also do look at the delivery system because it makes a huge amount of difference whether something is liposomal or not. But yeah, that was the main thing for me was finding the dose that helped me. And when I upped my dose, that's when I had like the transformation of uh, lessening of the inflammation that I had because I was exposed actually to a lot of toxic black mold. I, I was very sick from it, very, very sick. And the inflammation in my body was widespread. My brain was on fire. It, it was not a very easy situation. And the CBD was like having a hose of water and all of that once I found the correct dosage. So that's my takeaway. Just experiment with it and you're going to be tracking symptoms and if your symptoms aren't improving up the dose or change the brand that you're using so that's my takeaway there so thank you so much i am so glad that i had um you, you guys on here deborah and kyle um I feel like a kid because I'm gathering so much great information myself. I know that this is going to be helpful for the people that are listening to it because it's been helpful for me also. So thank you guys for coming on here. And again, you're absolutely welcome back at any time. Thanks, absolutely, Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, I really appreciate you. Great work. Good fun. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that too, indeed. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Green Stethoscope Podcast. Remember to listen to Green Stethoscope Podcast to hear the heartbeat of the cannabis industry for healthcare.